2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Good morning, ten oh eight on this beautiful Sunday, February twenty fifth. Baseball season is in full swing. Charlie, Pete, myself, uh, great to be with you this morning, and we are joined on the phone right away by new Twins lead play-by-play radio voice, Chris Atterbury, joining us live from beautiful Florida this morning, Chris. Uh, thank you for taking some time, because I know that that this time is very busy for you. And I I kind of want to start first with a congratulations. Uh, you have been with the organization since 2007, and you've got the big job now. This has to be a dream come true for you. What has this first p- spring training like been for you?
3: Well, first of all, thanks for having me on today, and, and it is. It's, I mean, that's what every kid wants to do who sits behind a microphone. You know that all too well, right? I mean, that's what you... dream on when you're slogging through the minor leagues. For me, that was an eight-year process. I did high school games off the back of pickup trucks. I mean, you kind of seen it all, done it all. Uh, So it's great. To be honest, though, spring training is not that different because I've been coming down here for 17 years in my other role uh, where I would come down and do a handful of games and go back. The biggest difference is I'm just here longer doing a few more innings. So it's a big step, and I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity uh, but it's the same work. So more than anything, I'm really glad just to be able to do the work. Just get down, flip the mic on, have the game start, and do some games. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to games where you don't have 18 new players come in every fifth inning.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you have an amazing career already, and you're still a young guy. But um, it, it's interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing you this week down here at Fort Myers. Um, But a quick question for you. How how on earth did you ever leave Pepperdine University? I'm just curious on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So Pepperdine was a weird one
3: for me. So my wife was going to, well, she was my, my, I guess, fiance at the time, or I don't even know if I'd gotten around to proposing yet, but she was going to grad school at USC, and I was doing Sioux Falls Canaries games in the summer. And then I would, when the Canary season ended, I'd jump in my pickup and I'd drive out to, to L.A., and I was like, look, man, I can't live in L.A. It's going to be hard. You know, I'm a Montana kid. She goes, like, how about if we live at the beach? And I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that idea. And so we lived, we literally lived a block off the beach, halfway wow. between the, the Hermosa Pier and the Manhattan <laughs> Beach Pier. Our place was so small, it didn't even have a functioning stove or kitchen. It was like a <laughs> mini fridge. And our shower door opened to the backyard because it was like the, the surfing shower. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I hooked up and I did games up at Pepperdine. And the first day I drove in, um, in my, my truck, it had the Montana plates on it. And the guy says at the guard gate, he goes, construction parking in the back. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like it wanted to keep me around too long. But it was a great opportunity. I stayed really busy up there. Got to do a lot of baseball games, water polo games, basketball games, volleyball games. Mm. Uh, it was a fun way to spend my winter, that's for sure. That commute up uh, uh, PCH was uh, was fantastic. <laughs> you called, wait, you called water polo games when you were there too? Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think that's good. I, I called ski joring when I was in Wyoming.
4: My first <laughs> job out college.
3: Where the, and you're up in the woods and the guys are, are pulling skiers behind horses, hmm. and one of the horses like broke loose because <laughs> I don't think he wanted to pull a skier anymore, and <laughs> the, the posse took off after him, and I'm just filling airtime like, all right. Uh, well, we'll see if they come back. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just a little bit of everything.
0: That is the very recognizable voice of Chris Atterbury, Twins play-by-play radio guy, which you can hear all season right here on WCCO Radio. Chris, let's talk a little baseball. Uh, we have made so much on this show this offseason and, and, and preseason, talked a lot about Byron Buxton and, and his injury history. But this is very much a big year for Alex Kirillov, coming off an injury. The team gets Carlos Santana. Seems like they'll share a bit of a load there, uh, maybe a platoon. But from what you've seen of Kirillov early, how does he look, and do you feel like he's ready kind of for that day-to-day role and to stay healthy the whole year?
3: Yeah, that's always the question for him. Everyone loves to swing, and I think he's good defensively at first, and and we're going to see him lead off today. I guess the Red Sox. But the biggest key is that he's he's physically fine. You know, he's not rehabbing anything. He's not worrying about anything except playing. And so I think right now it's just a matter of let's just get the performance. Um, can he stay healthy? I mean, you guys know that nobody can answer that question. They all want to stay healthy. <laughs> but at least he's not starting from behind the eight ball. You know, he's starting at full bore. He had an offseason that wasn't an offseason of rehab. It was an offseason of just getting ready to play. Um, Carlos Santana gives you a lot of options. You know, he, he can, you know, hit, probably hits lefties better than he hits righties, but he can hit righties too. He's a very good glove defensively. He gives you the chance to platoon. It wouldn't be kind of a pure platoon. He can DH. He's done a lot of that. Um, as Alex works his way in, Alex can play the outfield. I think they'd rather see him on the dirt. Um, but I, I think he's healthy and it's just a matter of, you know, can, can the wrist hold up and, and can he find his swing, which when it's right is really fun to watch. So uh, I like him here today. He's leading off at JetBlue. You know, they've got the mini Fenway and Kirilov's natural swing. The ball's in left center field a lot. So uh, hopefully we can see him put that on display
0: today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Chris, out of curiosity, is there anybody, and I know we're just starting and everything else, but when you see people walking in, and I know we do this with football all the time as well, but there's somebody who just looks a little bit different this year than maybe they did last year? Is there somebody that stands out for you right now off the off season and, and getting ready to start this part of the you know the preseason? Let's call it. Um, is there somebody who stands out significantly for you right now? How they look?
3: I, I love the, the, you're you're talking about the phenomenon known as best shape of my life phenomenon, right? In spring training, <laughs> yeah. where we, we get to see like the seven stories about someone in the best shape of their life. Uh, I'll give you one and and it might not seem as dramatic, but I, I think it's a legit one. So Jose Miranda, when he came up and had that good rookie year, you know, he's not like one of these just incredible physical specimens. And he was a little soft body wise and, and and Carlos Correa put him on kind of his the Carlos plan and said, Look, if you get quicker and thinner you can get to balls where you're getting beat inside. And last year Jose was super skinny. I mean he was he was really lean. And then of course he was hurt and, and he wasn't right. He's still not throwing fully and playing defensively, but his body, to me, looks better suited to the rigors of the game. He's put weight back on, but he's put good weight back on. And so instead of being kind of a softer guy he was a couple years ago, he's more sculpted up, muscled up a little bit, but he's not nearly as, as weight fish as I thought he was a year ago. So I would say body-wise, he would be one guy that, that stands out to me. Um, everybody else, the thing that fascinates me, Going back to my first spring training was 2007. Everybody's in like game shape already, right? Like nobody's coming in here to, to what was the the term guard he had for Jose Maharas? He's not in shape, he's a shape. Um, (laughs) Like that doesn't happen (laughs) anymore, right? Nobody nobody shows up having to work through some things. Uh, And so I I think everybody looks pretty good. You mentioned Buck briefly, and and I'll throw him out there. He hasn't played in a game yet. But he has gone full bore in every drill on the big field. He's running around chasing balls. He's doing all the base running drills. That's the greatest sign of spring for me uh, is that Byron is just fully engaged physically with all the activities. There's no he's working out in the backfield or he's in the training room or he's behind the green curtain. Uh, He's out here doing his thing with a big smile on his face. And that has been contagious for the rest of the guys uh, in camp.
0: Chris, I want to talk, if we can, about the elephant in the room here. And, and there's a lot being made of the Twins' payroll and, and the lack of spending in the off season. But when you look at the World Series from last year, Texas had the ninth highest payroll. Arizona's twenty-first. Is there? Can we finally agree that there's just too much made about payroll in, in Major League Sports and, and where your salary cap is? Because clearly, it doesn't actually always translate to success.
3: No, I agree, and I, I think that this market is fascinated with the Pollad family's checkbook. Um, and I think what, what we've failed to look at is, are we spending money wisely? Yeah. You know, the Padres and the Angels and all these other two, the Mets last year, they backed up the Brinks truck, and for what? You know, just to, to spend it. And, and look, I'm all, as a fan, I want my team to, to have the best players. But I think sometimes we're so... Busy confusing the best players for the most expensive players. And I don't think that's the case. If this was a cheap organization, we wouldn't be paying Carlos what we're paying him. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have Pablo on the extension. Uh, you know, Byron got a whole bunch of money. We've got good players. And I think if you look at the players that are available, is, is a $30 million a year guy out there that is worth $30 million a year? I would say, yeah, maybe not Um, that it would be better significantly than what we have. I think spending wisely is better than spending just to spend. Um, I've always been hugely in favor of players getting every cent they can possibly get. I want guys to make money and and get paid. Um, But I think this is a good team. And I think we're so busy worrying about what we didn't do that we're not looking at the fact that I think this team probably is better than last year's team coming into the season. I know we lost Sonny. He had a dynamite year. Um, to pay him that kind of money at his age, his year was great. He, he walked a tightrope a lot last year too. Mm-hmm. Could you foresee him turning in the same exact type of year? I mean, I'd never bet against him, but it, you know, it, it probably would have been a bit of a risk when you've got a Louis Varlin that is going to come in and, and make a bunch of starts for you, and Bailey Obers a year better, and Joe Ryan's a year better, and mm-hmm. you paid your legitimate ace Pablo Lopez, and then you, you know, you stocked your bullpen with deep guys. To me, it comes down to this. If the Twins guys who do make money play well, Byron and Carlos and Royce, th- this is going to be a really good team, and no one's going to be talking about what the payroll is because Byron obviously last year lost year. Carlos, great in the playoffs. We've seen what he can do, winning pedigree. He has not played good offensive baseball as a twin except for the month of September, his first year, and the postseason. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with that, that foot thing. If, if he's healthy and he just performs like Carlos – Byron performs like Byron and you get a full year of Royce Lewis, you've got a really good team, and then we can turn the conversation from cheap off season didn't do anything to <laughs> this is an aggressive team at the trade deadline to fill in the blanks and go win some playoff series. And I think that's I think that's the plan.
0: And and if you're betting on success in this year, and I agree with you, if it's if you're talking about Ryan versus Pablo Lopez, I, I'd put my money in Lopez that he's gonna have the better year this year
3: then sunny you mean are you talking about sunny Sunny, thank you sunny yes yeah and and again there there are financial things that are legitimate here and i know in a billion dollar business it's hard for those of us who don't work in that that class uh in that tax bracket to to acknowledge it but when you lose a massive chunk of money that was coming in right you can't spend the same amount of money look at the rangers the, the Rangers won the World Series, right? They're stacking bills down there, selling World Series memorabilia. Jordan <laughs> Montgomery was a huge part of it. They were ready to pay him the money to stay, and literally the amount that they lost in their TV deal is the amount that they had earmarked to give him. So where do you go, right? <laughs> right? Where do you go? That money evaporated into bankruptcy court, and you're sitting there going, well, Jordan uh, – sorry, I left my wallet in my other pants. I mean, so I think that's a a legitimate issue that, again, I get it. You're you're paying a lot of money for tickets and beers and hot dogs, and you want your team to win, and and you you don't want to quibble about it. But $30 million isn't isn't just laying around Mm -hmm. under the seat cushions either um, when revenue streams change that dramatically. So that is a factor. Um, But to me, again, spend your money wisely and,
4: and go from there. Chris, I know we're pushing up against the time frame, but real quick, what team do do we need to fear the most in the Central this year? That's a really good question. Um, I I generally have always said whatever team Terry
3: Francona is managing, um, and since he's not managing anymore, I guess I have to come up with a new one. Uh, I think (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the popular pick here, and I think the Tigers are are building Hmm. something. Um, I've known AJ Hinch since we were teenagers together in college. He's a really good manager. Um, and he now has a partner in Scott Harris in the front office and they're like-minded um, and they've got an, an ownership group that has invested wisely in some young players and are kind of piecing in some of the other additions um, in terms of trying to fill in gaps, Till all their young pitching is ready. They had good young pitching on the way. Uh, Tarek Scubel and Casey Mize and Matt Manning, and they were really derailed by injury. They're going to start getting those guys back as Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green have ascended they took the step, kind of the old Tampa Bay Rays, Evan Longoria play. They paid Colt Keith a lot of money before he ever played a big league game um, to try to keep him there long-term. long, time, uh, long term. So I, I think that's a team to be reckoned with in the coming years. Um, I also think that A.J. is a master of getting the most out of what he has in his dugout, um, and they're always going to give you a tussle. We've had some really, really tough battles with those guys since he got into the old English T, So I think they're the most formidable opponent. That said, I think the Twins are the best team in the American League Central, and I, I'll speak on behalf of everyone in our organization. I think we'll be disappointed if we don't win the
0: division. I would agree. Chris Atterbury, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great to talk to you, uh, and I hope we can do it again soon, okay? All right, we'll talk Thanks, to you guys Chris.
3: later. Have a great one.
0: Thanks, Chris. Twins, Red Sox today, 12 uh, 1st pitch. By the way, phenomenal pitching matchup for – for uh, spring training, Lucas Giolito against Bailey Ober today. Uh, again, yeah. Twins, Red Sox. I believe you can hear that right here on WCCO Radio. Do we have that one on? Is, that is on our air today. So you can hear Chris uh, on the call in just a little bit. We'll take a break. Come back. here, listen to The Huddle on 830 WCCO.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.